Hey, all you witches. So this week um, has been a really interesting one because as everybody is probably experiencing, it's a full moon. There's also some craziness as well with it being 11-11 as well as multiple other things that are all happening over the next two days. Um, And so I feel like I've been in a daze. I feel like I have like an over-rushing surge of energy of people trying to kind of like come through and communicate. I have a lot of messages, visions, things like that. Um, I also just, I feel like have understood now that if I lower my inhibitions, then I can get more messages and that they flood through because I'm not listening to like my egoic mind being like, this is crazy, this is weird. Like you don't do this. You don't talk to like I guess spirit or people who have deceased and like my brain's trying to tell me this is weird but everything else is like oh no this is cool you just keep on going on girlfriend so that is basically where I've been at um really odd I kept on waking up um so I woke up at 11 11 last night woke up at 1 11 woke up um again at 2:22, and so It's just been really interesting because I was going to sleep in today since it's, you know, technically a holiday. And, uh, yeah, no, couldn't sleep in, couldn't do any of the stuff that I really wanted to do. Um, I know that I have a lot of kind of energy around me as apparitions, I guess, Um, more so because I can kind of see them out of the corner of my eye. I also just feel like a lot of physical like symptoms. I have like a heaviness sitting on my chest type feeling. Um, Kind of hard to breathe at times. Like almost wanting to gasp for air at times. So almost like, because I know I used to have asthma when I was younger. And so it almost feels like asthma type stuff. Um, Yeah. So definitely that's a fun one because it's like I know I can breathe, but it's just a symptom of someone giving me a message. So I'm hoping that's going to be able to dwindle down soon because it's really exhausting. Um, it's also like one of those things where when you know that you will be able to like live and that this isn't like you technically having really this symptom it's basically someone's like making you feel something so you understand something like that sucks and there's nothing you can do and I think what like sucks about it for me is like it just is scary um because like I yeah I don't want to misjudge it and think that it is something that it isn't and then it being like a health issue and then I was just like oh yeah no I'm good um so yeah there's that (sighs) and I don't know I just got like a flood of messages yesterday for my family which was really odd because I feel like you know that's very draining for me in a lot of ways and especially when I'm giving the type of messages that I was giving um, which are just very heavy ones and especially when they're visions and stuff like that it just really takes it out of me and I don't like to do this um, but when I do start to get those 
messages and then they start to flee because I'm thinking about it too much, then I end up having um, way too many drinks or doing shots. And so last night definitely was one of those. And I just, yeah, got a lot of really big messages. And I, you know, try to then hydrate right afterwards and get it all out of my system because it's basically a state of mind temporarily that like I'm getting into and then yeah need to get out of it um so that's a tough one because then I just don't really like the person I am half the time when I'm in that state um I know that it is definitely a tough one for my husband because then he has to take care of me and no one likes that it's also though like when I'm able to like I guess connect with things and have that like false um false courage to face it because otherwise everything in my brain and mind and everything would be like yeah you should probably not do that so it sucks for a few different reasons on that one because I do want to get the messages, but at the same point, I don't, I don't. Um, and I feel like I'm being selfish at that point because basically I have this gift and I can do things with it and I can help people, but like, I don't want to go through minor discomfort to basically make that happen, which just, you know, sounds really shitty because it's basically me, like I said, being like selfish and not wanting to do things that will help other people. Um, and that is just not who I am normally, but I feel like sometimes it's just, man, I'm so tired, I'm so weak, I'm so exhausted from um, all of the messages continuously. And I know it's getting like harder and harder for me to be able to have kind of like a normal life because of it. And that, you know, with it being so draining, it just really starts to get to me. <sighs> and so I'm hoping that this is going to be something that once I start to understand my powers, I can be able to tune into and control it more. Or at least that's what I'm told. So, <sighs> it's just really, really, really tough to um, <sighs> feel like you have powers not know how to utilize them to where you feel comfortable and to know that you're basically going into a point of weakness by being like, yeah, no, I don't want to do this. And so every part of me is like telling me that, you know, you need to buck up. You need to do this. You need to, you know, not put what you want to do there you need to worry about other people and that you've always been somebody who has I guess basically I've always been someone who has been very much so put myself on the back burner and taking care of other people and I I'm okay with that um but I think once it like starts to actually take a toll on me that's when I start to like balance it out and I'm like okay well this is definitely more intense than I wanted and I think you know when I had asked for a lot of um clarity on 
what I was feeling and things like that. I didn't know it was technically going to be like turning up the power or intensity. I thought it was going to be like maybe getting like an instructional like manual, like a how-to, maybe like a story time at night to where like they tell me what to do each day and then I can do that. But instead, um, I just, yeah, get a lot of stuff that comes at me. Um, and I feel like it'll be okay. It's going to be fine. Everything is always going to be fine, but it doesn't always feel like it's going to be fine. And I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And (laughs) I just keep on saying it because I feel like if I don't say it, then I'm like going to be telling a different story. I'm going to be saying like all the negative things. And it's like, I got to think positive. I got to know that everything's going to be okay, that I'm going to be okay. And that whatever gifts that I'm given, they know I can handle it. I also know I've been through stuff that is painful in the past and that I've always made it through and that this is going to be no different. It's just going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be like pulling off a band-aid pretty much. And it's going to suck at times. It's probably going to like bleed profusely, but it will stop bleeding. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, I really feel like everything is going to be okay. I just have to keep that in mind and that everything that happens happens for a reason. I'm not shown anything that I shouldn't be shown or know. But also, I do have free will at the same point. And so I can change how my path is going to go if I want to accept that. So I think knowing that as well is always nice. Because I do, you know, I don't know. I feel like my spirituality is like getting shooken to where it's like I just, I want... I don't know. I want something. I want clarity. I want peace. I want love. I want faith. I want hope. I want a new chapter and beginning for people who have had disruptions in relationships due to whatever whatever it may have been. Um, And I just want people to move on in a lot of ways and be able to just love each other. I feel like greed has always been something that tears people apart and it shows um, the true colors of people at times but I also feel like when you go and you are greedy your moral compass starts to deteriorate and you don't have the same right and wrong I think sometimes you also get like um, I feel like you get karma that comes back at you where it's like, okay, well, you tried to cheat the system and nothing is free. So, you know, it's really tough when you start to realize that the things that maybe you thought you knew um, in the ways that you thought you knew them weren't technically what it was. It was almost like a tester to be able to make sure that you still had your moral compass. And so like, a good tester of this is is like say you go to the store and 
um, the lady is supposed to give you a dollar bill and change and she gives you a $10 and change and you don't correct it. So you come out leaving, you know, $10 when you should have got a dollar, so $9 up. And what you don't think about is that that like action then carries on to her because she's going to have to make up that till. You don't know technically what her story is, where she's at, what her financial situation is. And that $9 could be the difference of her being able to put food on the table for her family. Um, so I always try to think about you know, the greater picture when it comes to things like that of like, okay, so what can we do to where everybody is able to, you know, benefit in the best way possible? So what I have came up with is that we all just need to be honest and we're going to have things that happen in life that are going to test us. We're also going to have people in our life that are going to test us and we're going to wonder why they were put in our life, if it was there to frustrate us and test our patience, or if they were put there so that we can have the clarity that we need to be able to have the structure and understanding that everything has a price and that if you take something that isn't meant to be yours, then it is, you know, not going to the correct person. And I feel like there's been times in my life where I haven't technically like understood. I mean, I'm no, I'm no like prince, I'm no princess. Actually, I kind of am. Um, I'm, I'm no angel. Sorry, I had to drink water. Like what Crypt Keepers always point out is that I need to stay hydrated. And plus, I think everybody knows that as well, that you got to stay hydrated. Um, when you're doing everything that I'm currently doing. Um, so back to my point, but when you go ahead and you take something that isn't yours, it's not going to the person that it should be going to. So that could be basically you're, you know, going and disrupting like a balance and everything then gets thrown off. Have you ever heard of, um, one bad driver will mess up traffic for five miles in, behind them. And it's because like, say they're in the fast lane, not going fast, no one can pass them. So they're holding up traffic. So they're basically backing up the flow of traffic. And a lot of people I think don't understand that when you drive in the fast lane, you're actually blocking people from being able to get by and be able to keep the flow of traffic going. Everybody's going to move at different speeds. Everybody has different cars. Also, everybody has, you know, different ways that they drive. So you have one person that's in the fast lane and say they are not passing the car next to them. They're just pacing them. So now they're blocking all these cars behind them and they're getting, you know, more angered and upset when that car could basically either speed up and slow down get next to the car or behind the car that they were just pacing that they were next to and then everybody can go past them but say that person that's in the fast lane decides that they want to um, brake check so they go ahead and tap the brakes the car behind them taps their brakes and so on it goes 
then what happens is at some points, you know, it goes all the way back and everybody is then having to make that change in pace. So it's basically stopping the energy flow. You guys get where I'm going with this? So energy flows, pushing through two lanes of traffic, being able to move thoroughly. You have one that stops because someone decides to be an asshat and brake check. That then sends basically that reaction all the way down the line. Some point there's going to be someone who maybe doesn't have, you know, brakes that are up to, I guess, the reaction time that they should have. Maybe they're going too fast. Maybe they're too close, whatever it may be. Uh, maybe they have a tire blowout. Maybe it's, you know, icy surface, whatever the condition is, something goes wrong and someone can't stop. And because of that one person up there at the top of the chain that was backing everything up, that was blocking all of that through flow of energy and kind of bogging it down, then decided to just tap the brakes just to be able to show the person behind them like, hey, look what power I have. And it is almost like a flex move in a way that that person is doing. So that flex move then causes someone who isn't even a part of that situation to have a reaction or an action, which could be them rear-ending the car in front of them. It could be them swerving off to the side to be able to not rear-end the car in front of them. It could be a variety of situations. And all because that very first person decided to go and pace the car next to them and then tap the brakes. So I feel like we do that a lot in our life. We don't necessarily think about the people who are around us, how our actions are going to basically reflect on other people, but also how we um, can be better people overall, just by being more aware of other people and how we can overall just all work together. Um, I remember a long time ago, I had this like aha moment when I was a kid and it was basically, I don't know if they, I was a kid, I was definitely working at the time. So I was probably like in high school and, um, it was basically, we all have different parts that make us all come together. So it's like when you're in high school, you just get put in with everybody that is basically born between a date range. And you don't necessarily have common interests. You don't have a lot of things that you want to do with these people because a lot of the time by high school, if you've grown up in that area, you've been with those people. Since you were a kid, you have, you know, different history issues like past things like that. And then some of them, you know, are almost like family. Some of them are family if you're in a small town. But all of those things basically start to really like make up just this little community but what happens is we're stuck with those people for so long that we end up just kind of being resentful and so it's the same thing as when you're stuck in traffic when you're stuck behind someone or when you're stuck next to someone that you don't really like you just become resentful you don't want to be around them you don't want to do anything with them but what I realized when I first like started to understand like, okay, I'm going to have to work to be able to have a life and be able to do what I want to do. And I need to find enjoyment in the work that I do. And I need to have happiness in my life for the work that I'm going to do. And so 
Um, before I actually went to massage school, I had a lot of other plans I was going to do. And every time I was about to go do any of those things, I bailed. I bailed like two weeks beforehand. And I think I got to a certain point where my parents just were like, you need to do something. I don't care what you do, but you're not going to like just stay here and like, you know, not do anything. You have to do something. And so I think at that point was when I realized, okay, like what can I do as far as a career that I will enjoy every day and that like I can basically find something in that career that will be good and fulfilling and all of that stuff. And for me, like I started to realize one of the biggest things for like my happiness was having a good energy flow and not necessarily having it be a big financial thing, but I wanted to help people and I wanted to be able to give people the love and attention and caring that they needed that they maybe aren't getting in other parts of their life. I also wanted to be able to do something that wasn't at a desk all day, but I did want to have um, the ability to know how to use a computer, know how to do the basics, but I also wanted to have like a hands-on skill. And I wanted to, you know, do something in that field. And so I always thought that being like a baker or pastry chef or something like that would be like right up my alley. And I was about to go do that. And then I decided, no, I don't, I don't think that's for me. And I can't remember what it was, but I had saw something about massage. And then it just felt like I kept on seeing it everywhere. And then I kept on seeing these flows of energy going through the word massage. And so it kind of made me start to understand that I need to have that same flow of energy. So I then moved to Washington, went to massage school, um, six months in, met my husband, and we've been together ever since. I'll tell you guys all more about like the story of when our very first like date and everything because it's hilarious. And I think so many people have cracked up when they've heard that story. And I'll probably tell that in a few minutes too. But um, I really feel like, you know, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the stuff was energy flows that was supposed to happen. And so I've always been one of those people when I drive that I get out of the fast lane um, after I'm done passing. And I've always tried to do that because of just knowing that if you block that lane of traffic, you're basically blocking, you know, everybody else's energy and no one wants to have their energy like blogged down. No one wants to be resentful, any of those things. So going back to the high school story, when you're in high school, you basically all kind of start to realize, okay, well, we all are going to have different likes, dislikes, things like that once we get out of school. And I started to realize one of my big things um, that I was able to do that I don't think I realized I was going to be able to do was just be friendly with people. And so I started to ask everybody like what they were going to do after high school and just wanting to kind of get different opinions of what people thought could be like a good career, I guess, or whatever. And so many different people wanted to go into 
the medical field, like nursing. And that whole idea just did not go with me. Um, we had a lot of people going into the military, but it seemed like everybody knew which direction they pretty much wanted to go and was going to be going in that direction. Of course, you know, there's people that didn't have the direction that they wanted to go, um, go through. And there's also those people that you end up having in life that, um, you know, crash and burn and fail. And it's unfortunate that that happens but it is going to happen throughout life and the other like unfortunate part was that we did have you know a few people that had got killed after high school um, in various car accidents or whatnot I know we've had a couple of people who were in the military that didn't come back um, well they came back they just didn't come they came back in a box unfortunately and that's always really really tough um, because you know that's someone's child and no parent should ever have to bury a child so I even thought about you know at times going and like being someone that would maybe even be like an undertaker or um, work in the morgue or something along those lines because I wanted to make sure that the dead was going to be taken care of um but what i kept on having come to me was that actually the bigger thing that needed to be taken care of were the people who were like left after somebody that they love has moved on and so i kept on hearing that like you know doing massage is going to be like that compassionate nurturing thing that a lot of people are going to need when they're going through a time of loss and I really like I felt like that was what I needed to do um, and so being a massage therapist is definitely a selfless task it is something that a lot of people cannot do a lot of people talk about not wanting to do it or they don't understand how some of us can do it and I think it's the same way that those people that I went to high school with that wanted to go into the military or wanted to become a nurse just knew that that was their calling. It wasn't that they necessarily um, wanted that, but it was that they, you know, they knew that that was what they were called for, that not a lot of people can take that type of situation. Um, and so we all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses. And so we all have to know and we got to move out of the fucking fast lane and let somebody that is stronger and faster by because we may be in like whatever vehicle, like, okay, say we're in a Porsche Boxster. There's going to be like a Lamborghini that comes up and you're just in a Boxster. Like you got a Porsche, you're better than my Kia Soul, but you got a Boxster. You didn't get the Cayenne. You didn't get like, you didn't go with a Lamborghini. You didn't go with a Ferrari. You didn't go with anything else that would be a step above that. Maserati, you went with a Boxster. Like you cut yourself short, but you're still trying to floss and act like you're a big deal. And I do apologize anyone that does have a Boxster out there. I am sure you love your car and that it's a great little little car. I'm not pumpkin boxsters. I'm just saying it's like the, the lower end of the uh, Porsches. And so whenever people are like, oh yeah, I got a Porsche. I'm like, oh, which one? And if they say boxster, I'm just like, oh, okay. And I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with them. I mean, maybe those people really like their boxsters. I mean, I 
can't afford a Boxster, so I mean, I'm not even gonna like, you know. But also, if I'm in my Boxster and you do have somebody that is in a Maserati behind you, then you probably should move out of the way. So I'm thinking we all just gotta know what our strengths are. We gotta know what our weaknesses are. And then being able to, you know, back down and have, you know, our pride go on the back burner. Um, so unfortunately, since I have this gift, I need to know what my strength is because I need to be able to do this for people. Um, a couple of people have asked if the boy has uh, gone message and they're calling him Lassie, which I just love. That's like Timmy in the well. Um, so I guess, yeah, we'll call him Timmy in the well. Uh, Timmy has not got the message yet. And Lassie is very chill at the moment, actually. Lassie's been telling me that, um, that the boy understands he's like less afraid, but he still needs time and that he'll come to me when he's ready. And I'm really cool with that. I mean, I kind of, you know, gotta just give the boy and the dog, Timmy and Lassie, what they need. So, yeah. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed all of this fun conversation. I actually feel way better from what I started, as I'm sure you guys can tell. And um, I will go ahead and at some point tell the story of my husband and I's first date, which is just super amazing because, you know, not very often you wreck a car and puke within like a short amount. I puked then wrecked his car and after I puked I yeah I was just a hot mess like I thought I was a lady I was not a lady I puked all over the place and then made out with him or tried to and like he he let me so (laughs) that's awkward because yeah, I think in hindsight, he's always looked at that like, God, I started off with a really low standard. But, you know, when you find your soulmate, you, you got to test the waters. And apparently, if they make out with you after you vomit, you kissed your prince charming of a frog, or he kissed his frog, I don't know, but we're together still, and we love each other, and that's it. Later, all you witches. Oh, oh, oh.